It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. Nice right now, but that will change. Welcome to Friday morning here at Wax 104.5. It's chore time at the shank of the day. Bob and Jill are with you this morning, and, uh, you know, we're on the radio, so it's hard to see, but uh, came in this morning. And now Monday, and I will be gone, unfortunately, because we're getting on the bus about 5 o'clock in the morning to head to Minneapolis to head to Hawaii for our farm tour. But Monday will be my 45th anniversary of starting here at Wax Radio. So somebody, I'm not sure who it is, but I think I can see her right now, came in here and put about a 1,000 balloons in my office and in the studio and everything else. You had nothing to do with that, did you? Uh, No. It's more like 200 balloons, just... just oh, it's more, it seemed like a 1,000, because they were every place. I had to move them, and they've been banging. So if you hear something bang while we're on the air today, it's just probably a balloon that is getting busted as we go through. But again, I uh, I feel bad I won't be here on Monday, but uh, it's been a, a glorious 45-year ride, and I guess it's not over yet. If you can stand me to stay around for a little bit longer, so I thank a lot of folks that have uh, said... Congratulations, and I do appreciate that because I have enjoyed uh, my run here. Obviously, I wouldn't be here 45 years if I didn't. And, of course, you have a lot to do with that, too, by turning on your radio and listening to the farm show and all the things we try and share with you with uh, the young people and government officials, farm organization leaders, and just a whole bunch of people have contributed to 45 years here on the air. So what year will it be when you're here 45 years? Have you figured that out? Um, I don't know. I went to Osseo, so my math is not the best. <laughs> well, the Osseo <laughs> School District will appreciate that vote of confidence. <laughs> but again, thanks to everybody. We've got chores to do this morning. And one of the things we're going to tell you about is weather that is pretty nice right now, but it's cooling off. A change in leadership at the top of the Wisconsin Farmers Union after about... 10 or 12 years, the Farmers Union in Wisconsin now has a new president. We'll talk about that as we go along. But again, we want to tell you about our weather, first of all, and our weather this morning. As always, brought to you by the good folks at Marquardt Motors. They've got the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. So if you checked yesterday, check again today because they got new ones coming in. Check them out on the lot or at MarquardtMotors.com. Pretty nice out there. Everybody's in the 30s right now, but that will change as a couple of cold fronts will be coming through as the day goes along. It's going to be a a windy day today, too, as the winds pick up 15 to 25 miles an hour. There'll be flurries still up to the north a little bit. But again, we're 38 right now, and overnight it's going to get to 6 below zero. So it's going to cool off significantly as we go forward tomorrow high only about six above sunday about 11 then warming up in the next week uh, monday when we had uh, honolulu 
It'll get to 23 here. It'll get to 83 in Honolulu, but uh, uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll handle it. <laughs> if, you're, if you're worried about me getting heat stroke, we'll, we'll do it. So we've got a lot to talk about this morning, and we'll get at her here on Wax. Right now it's 38 degrees, as we said. By tomorrow morning, it's going to be below zero. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, 38 degrees, but it'll cool off as the day goes along. We're going to have some winds today, 15 to 25 miles an hour as we get into the daylight hours. A couple of cold fronts are coming through, so it's going to be changing. But just for a couple days, next week it's going to warm up again on Wax 104.5. Good morning, 38 degrees, but enjoy it because uh, afternoon chores are going to be a lot colder than the morning chores. We'll get some wind blowing in here, about 15 to 25 miles an hour, and we're going to have temperatures go below zero overnight, and then kind of a cold weekend, single digits tomorrow, maybe about 10 or 11 on Sunday, but then warming up next week, so not too bad. Five o'clock, well, actually a minute after five. This is 104.5 FM WAXX. So, Claire, let's get some of the news of the morning. NBC News Radio, I'm Jim Forbes. A protest over COVID vaccine mandates in Canada is now expanding. It's now affecting three states in the U.S. Truckers are blocking access to border crossings in North Dakota and Montana after shutting down part of a bridge in Michigan. That's the busiest international crossing, causing traffic delays and production issues for automakers. Officials are headed to court today, hoping a judge will order the protesters to leave or allow police to remove them. A judge is dismissing language by the Republican National Committee about the Capitol attack. The RNC framed it as legitimate political discourse in a report released last week. But a judge says it's not justified to descend on the nation's capital at the direction of a disappointed candidate and disrupt the electoral process. She made the comments before sentencing a Seattle man yesterday for punching two officers during the riot. Former President Trump is defending himself about reports of how he handled documents regarding the January 6th attack at the Capitol. Lisa Taylor has the very latest. On Thursday, Trump took to his website saying the documents were willingly given to him by the National Archives and Records Administration. He also called a report of papers being flushed down a White House toilet categorically untrue, adding the story was made up to promote a mostly fictitious book. Axios reports the publication Trump's referring to is Confidence Man by New York Times reporter Maggie Haberman. It comes as NARA says 15 boxes of documents that were not supposed to leave the White House were at Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida, but have reportedly been returned. I'm Lisa Taylor. And Senate Democrats are pushing for sweeping marijuana reform. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and two others sent a letter to colleagues calling cannabis laws, quote, antiquated. The letter cites the growing number of states that have legalized pot in various forms. The letter says legalization is being crafted and invites input from all senators. I'm Jim Forbes. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, just a reminder of the weather. It's going to change. And we know it's going to change. It always does. It's winter in Wisconsin. Today, right now, it's well into the 30s all over the area. We're going to have a day that's going to get windy. 15 to 25 miles an hour winds consistent, and that means gusts probably higher than that. And that's going to bring in an Arctic front as the day goes along. And so overnight, 
We're going to be, it's one of those upside down days again, the warm time right now at the shank of the day, baby. That's why it's good to be up and at them right now. The best time of the day. Overnight down to about six below. It's only going to be six above tomorrow, 11 on Sunday. Then warming up the first part of next week, 23 on Monday, about 29 on Tuesday. Right now in Eau Claire, it's 38 degrees, but it won't be long, and it'll start going the other direction. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wisconsin winters are a polarizing experience. You either love them or you want to leave them. Be sure to enter the Rural Mutual Insurance Love It or Leave It sweepstakes, where each week you can win prizes by voting for the things you love and dread about winter. Visit us at RuralMutual.com to vote. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wax 104.5, celebrating farm director Bob Bosold as the leader in Wisconsin farm broadcasting for 45 years. Hi, Bob. This is Francis Sikora from Tilden. Congrats on your 45 years as a farm announcer with Wax Radio. Thanks for your care and concern you have for the farmers and agriculture in Wisconsin. Bob, you're a great person. Happy to call you my friend. Enjoyed working with you on various committees such as Farm Tech Days and Allison Dairyland in Chippewa County and traveling with you on many farm tours. Do you remember our trip to Alpaca for their farm tech days? 45 years. My gosh. That's a reason for a smitten. Congratulations, Bob, on 45 great years as Wisconsin's premier voice in agriculture on Wax 104.5. Oh, the stories I could tell you about traveling with Fran and Bernie. I'll tell you. That Wapaka Farm Technology Days is uh, something I will never forget. They are dangerous to be with. To have a friend ever says, let's have a smidge, be careful because you're going to come out of that second place because <laughs> one of Fran's smidges is uh, lethal, believe me. But uh, such a great person. And uh, Fran just celebrated a birthday, too. So. Happy birthday to uh, Frances Sikora. She's a, a great friend and uh, truly a, a real lover of agriculture. And uh, just uh, all those young ladies, when we had far, when we had Alice in Dairyland, they adopted her. She made she made a quilt, a lap quilt, for all the candidates. And, you know, how can you not love Fran Sikora? So, again, thank you, Fran. I appreciate your good words because it's, uh, it means a lot to me, that's for sure, as everybody's do. Well, with that, let's get on with the markets. Rural Mutual Insurance, Jill, on a uh, on a uh, Friday morning. Let's take a look at the markets. Oh, there goes one of those balloons <laughs> popping. <laughs> that that might happen all day today. You never know. You never know. Nobody got shot. That was just a balloon going off. <laughs> all right, Friday morning livestock numbers. All right, choice fed beef steers are one thirty five to one forty five. Mixed are 70 to 134. Choice fed beef heifers are 132 to 144, with mixed at $1 to 131. Choice fed Holstein steers are 106 to 128, with selects coming in at 1 to 105. Cows are 57 to 75, with a top of 88. Bulls are 80 to 109. Butcher hogs are 54 to 60 and a half, with sows at 56 to 63 and three quarters. Boars are 20 to 27 and a half. New crop market lambs are 225 to 242. Old crop market lambs are 190 to 215. And feeder lambs are 
255 to 370. All right. I never heard the term smidge before I started traveling with Fran, but uh, she always had the heaviest suitcase leaving here, getting to our destination, and she had one of the lightest ones coming back. So you know what she was hauling in her luggage. (laughs) Liquids are heavy. All right, let's take a look at the rest of our markets, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. Live cattle close, well, all across the board, livestock futures were lower yesterday. April cattle, 146.87, down 95. June, 141.60, down 87. August at 140.25, down 82. Feeder cattle for March, down 155 at 166.72. April down 82 at 171.75. May down 85 at 175.87. August down a dollar at 185.05. September down a dollar 17, 186.32. Lean hogs for April 103.42. That's down a dollar 35 at the close. May at 107.70 down a dollar and a quarter. And June hogs 113.52. Down 97. Board of Trade was higher early, but then a sell-off later on. So the markets closed lower yesterday during the day trade. But overnight, rebounded a little bit, but still a little lower than we had yesterday morning. March corn, well, up two cents at six six forty four. The oats down a penny at seven fifty four. Wheat, remember yesterday morning, wheat was over $8, but uh, March wheat this morning is seven seventy two. Soybeans were over $16 yesterday morning, but uh, lost some in the trade yesterday. Did go up $0.08 cents overnight, but sitting at fifteen eighty two on that March contract this morning. Meal up two ninety a ton overnight, four fifty six ninety. Cheese unchanged. Barrels one eighty five and three quarters. Blocks a dollar ninety. Butter up four and a half at two fifty seven and three quarters. Class three prices were mostly higher. February up eight at twenty seventy four. March up seven at twenty two eleven. April up four at twenty two fifty five. May was down a penny at twenty two nineteen. June was up three at twenty two ten. As prices were mostly higher out through December. That's where we are this morning. Again, everybody in the 30s right now, so uh, get what you got to do done early because uh, the winds are going to blow in some Arctic cold. And uh, like I said earlier, the evening chore is going to be a lot colder than the morning chores. Wax 104.5, celebrating farm director Bob Bosold as the leader in Wisconsin farm broadcasting for 45 years. Well, Bob, this is Jerry Fitzgerald of 45 years, Bob. Congratulations. Keep up the good work. So many changes that we've seen here in the last 45 years, but I've been doing this live on the air for a long time, and I know uh, all your dedication and all your insights and all your interviews, it's uh, been greatly appreciated. Again, Bob, uh, just a congratulations. Certainly want to continue to work with Wax. They've been a great partner with Equity over the years, and we've been. So, Bob, again, congratulations. Congratulations, Bob, on 45 great years as Wisconsin's premier voice in agriculture on Wax 104.5. And thanks to Jerry. We'll talk to Jerry a little bit later on this morning, but, uh, you know, he's been doing his thing longer than I've been doing my thing. He's been over at Equity for a long time long time and continues to do the job and does a great job as well. So thanks to Jerry. And again, congratulations to uh, all those, or thank you rather, to all those folks who've offered me some good thoughts on 45 years here at WAX. Well, we've got farm news to take a look at. We're going to do that right now. Our, our lead story this morning, the Wisconsin Farmers Union has a new president. That's right. Rick Adamski of Seymour 
was elected as the new president of the Farmers Union during the organization's annual Board of Directors reorganization meeting earlier this week. Now, Darren Von Ruden has been the president since 2010, and Darren was reelected to serve as District 5 director, but he has shifted his role now to vice president, so he's not stepping away like we see so many times. Darren is still in the fray, so to speak, but stepping back as president. So Rick Adamski of Seymour is now the president of the Wisconsin Farmers Union. He's been on the Farmers Union board since 2016. He and his wife own a full-circle farm near Seymour over in Shawano County, and they raise grass-fed beef, fresh vegetables, pastured hogs, and laying hens on a 290-acre farm, which has been in the family since 1900, so a century farm over there. And uh, Rick holds degrees in soil science and resource management from the UW-Stevens Point. So again, a change in leadership at the Wisconsin Farmers Union. Rick Adamski of Seymour, now the president of the Farmers Union. And uh, Darren Von Ruden, not far away. He's right to Rick's left as the vice president. And a lot of numbers over as we get to this time of the year. They add them up for the year before. And Jill, take us through some of those numbers. Exports are, are big numbers. Yeah, well, we'll start with the export st- supply chain problems happened around the world in 2021. and it ended up, But it still ended up being a record year for agricultural exports. The final numbers show that we sold over $177 billion worth of ag products around the world. 18% more than 2020 and almost 15% more than our previous best sales year back in 2014. All top 10 of our best customers increased their purchases from us last year with six of those top 10, China, Mexico, Canada, South Korea, the Philippines, and Colombia, all buying more from us than ever before. Their best-selling egg products in the export market last year were soybeans, corn, beef, pork, dairy, distiller's grain, and pet food. China was our best customer, buying $33 billion worth of farm products, the most ever, but still about $13 billion short of their obligations under the Phase 1 U.S.-China Free Trade Agreement. And more specifically, we have some more numbers. 2021 was a really good year for many agricultural products, including ethanol. For the year, our ethanol exports totaled one and a quarter billion gallons, our fifth largest sales year ever. Canada continues to be our biggest ethanol customer, but we also sell to South Korea, Brazil, and many parts of Europe. But China was notably absent from our customer list for most of 2021. That sales report also showed that our exports of dry distiller's grain, a byproduct of dry mill ethanol plants, We're down about 8% as Mexico, our biggest DDG customer, fell at the end of 2021. But sales to other customers like Canada, Vietnam, South Korea, Indonesia, and China were up last year. Now we're going to go on to our livestock exports. They were also pretty good last year. Our foreign beef sales topped $10 billion for the first time ever, and pork sales also set a new Volume record at $8 billion. Our beef sales to South Korea, Japan, the Hong Kong, the to the China Hong Kong markets also totaled more than $2 billion, as some of our other top buyers like Japan, Taiwan, Central American countries also bought more of our beef than ever before. 
For pork, those export volumes set new records for sales to Mexico, Central America, the Dominican Republic, Colombia, and the Philippines. China was the only regular buyer of U.S. pork that cut back on their purchases from us in 2021. So we sold a lot of product around the world with those supply chain hassles. I'd say some of the uh, money spent for the checkoff to promote our products around the world and uh, have people do the job of introducing our products to those communities and other parts of the world. Very successful. Without exports, we would be backed up a long way. Okay, we're going to talk about somebody you talked to recently. I had the opportunity to go to Rice Lake, and I talked to Jason Ward. He's the market analyst from North Star Commodity. And I got to talk to him about that February world supply and demand numbers that just came out. All right, we'll hear that in just a couple of moments. And, of course, that was at a Compere Financial meeting up in Rice Lake. So uh, that's all coming up right here on WAC. For those who work in acres, not in hours, WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. I had the luxury of talking to Jason Ward. He's the market analysis with North Star Commodity, and he has a focus on the corn and energy market. The January supply and demand numbers just came out. What's your take on them? All right. Uh, thanks for having me today. Uh, my name is Jason Ward. I work with North Star Commodity. Uh, I'm the managing director there, and we do have an office in Minneapolis. Um, we also have multiple offices around the country. We've got some offices in, we've got one in Lethbridge, Canada. We've got one in Mexico. Uh, so we do have quite a, a good reach uh, in the uh, the United States. And really where we get our expertise is, is from our client base. We have a good client base in the Midwest. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to, to share some numbers with you today. Uh, so what we got today was from USDA, uh, updated monthly supply demand, okay? First, let's start with corn. Uh, the corn carryout in the United States was absolutely unchanged. So this would be a short conversation about corn. Uh, it, they did not change anything from last month in the United States at all. No changes to usage. So let's let's just move on to the soybeans. Soybeans, we dropped the carryout in beans from 350 million to 325 million. USDA is optimistic that we are going to crush a new record amount of soybeans for meal and oil. The previous number they had was 2.19 billion. It is now a new record above that, uh, just over 2.2 billion. So carry out on your beans declined today by 25 million bushel. Wheat plus 20 million. Carry out went up by 20 million. So wheat, not much to talk about from the, the friendly side of things domestically. We're still expensive in the world marketplace for wheat. Russia is still cheaper. Russia is still exporting wheat to the world marketplace. I believe we will see a shift toward uh, the United States, but it'll probably come later in the month of March. Now, U.S. numbers, not the story today. The real story today is what's going on in South America, okay? USDA was I would say conservative in their estimate of Brazil soy. They did drop it another 5 million metric ton. They went from 139 to 134. That's two months in a row now. They have dropped it 5 million metric tons. So that's 10 total in two months. That's 360 million bushel off of the Brazilian soybean crop. That's substantial, but it is higher than the trade was expecting. Uh, the trade was looking for a number that came down to about 133. We got 134. Beans 
Coins are still trading higher. We're up 16 cents a bushel today, but we are off our highs by about 11 cents a bushel. And that is quite simply because USDA took a little bit more conservative approach. And to be honest with you, I don't disagree with that that approach because we are in the midst of harvest right now in Brazil. The state of Mato Grosso is 47% harvested and the entire country is about 20% harvested. So rather than make this really sharp reduction on on really just weather and things like that they're just kind of sitting back and saying you know what let's see what the yields are and i do think you will see lower brazilian production numbers in the months ahead but keep this in mind you have until august in which to finalize that brazilian crop so you don't have to get it all in february you don't have to get it all in mid-harvest okay so the market is just getting information in pieces and from usda now one other thing to pay attention to with with brazil soybeans conab that is the brazilian usda they will be out tomorrow with their number always interesting to see the differences between what the brazilian government thinks their crop is versus what the United States government thinks the crop is in Brazil. The other country I want to mention, and I do think this is going to become an important market factor in the next 60 days, maybe 45 to 60 days, is Argentina. Okay, Argentina is at a point right now where they can be hurt by the coming weather. Their crop estimate today was lowered, but very slightly lowered. Uh, let's go through those Argentine numbers as well. Argentine corn was down, uh, excuse me, it's unchanged, 54 million metric tons, still a record. They are forecasting a record corn crop in Argentina. And in soybeans, it dropped at 1.5 million metric ton to 45 million metric ton in Argentina. Argentine production will be the next market factor, and it will be based on the weather that we are going to see over the next 45 days. I want to share this with you on the corn in Argentina, 54 million metric ton. That is a record forecast. The crop rating in Argentina is 28% good to excellent. I want to say this about 28% good to excellent. It's difficult for me to envision that becoming a record production number. My crop consultant who sits in Argentina is expecting a lower number than 54 million metric ton. I am expecting a lower number than 54 million metric ton. But the weather over the next 45 days will be what determines that. We just are trying to forecast it based on what we're seeing for weather and based on what the government in Argentina is giving us for for crop ratings. The last time you had a 28% good to excellent crop rating in Argentina, you produced a crop of 32 million metric ton, not 54 million metric ton. So I don't think it's 32 but I do think there is some downside to the 54 million metric ton estimate. Uh, that is the nuts and bolts of the report today from USDA. Markets are still trading higher, but we are off the highs because those estimates didn't come down as much as the trade was expecting. Jason, what is your opinion on the world markets and the supplies that are out there for in the United States and the world? It's a great question, and I think if you're just looking at the U.S. supply, the domestic supply, we call it. Uh, you're not looking at the whole picture, okay? If you're just looking at your backyard and your basis at your ethanol plant, that's great. Those are, those are uh, cash checks to you. I understand that you need to look at that. But I think what you need to really focus your attention on right now is the world supply. The world supply of corn is going to be a record tight 
level in 2022. Okay, and and I've been out speaking the last month, and our, and our firm has been in advocating more soybean acres. Okay, it's not because we want you to plant more beans; it's because the market is trying to get your attention to plant more soybeans in 2022 in the United States. Now, is that happening under my under my expertise? I, I don't think so. My customer base is very attuned to corn, um, and they really like to plant corn. Corn is more of a easier crop to guarantee a yield, where beans are a little bit more fickle and finicky. But the market is really trying to get the producer in the United States' attention to plant more corn, plant more soybeans as opposed to corn. And and I'll give you an example of that. We have rallied since Thanksgiving. A dollar seventy a bushel on soybeans, and corn is up about twenty cents a bushel. So if you go back to the week of Thanksgiving, D twenty two corn was five fifty eight a bushel, and we're right around five eighty right now. Uh, my Minnesota math—that's twenty two cents. That's not a significant rally on new crop corn in that period. Whereas beans are up a dollar seventy a bushel, and that's an unprecedented move to the upside. And it's really because of what Brazil has lost for production. So when you sit back and you look at agriculture and you look at the world supply, we are record tight corn and the bean supply all of a sudden became relevant. And because we haven't had a crop loss in Brazil, by my calculation, in almost a decade, you have had no substantial production losses in Brazil. It's been record after record after record of production, which is why this rally at this time of year in February, which is our crop insurance month, is pretty unprecedented because we're normally harvesting a record crop out of Brazil. Just not the case this year. So what a good month in which to try to incentivize U.S. producers to plant more soybeans, you're going to have more than likely a record crop insurance guarantee for soybeans, and the market's job is to try to ensure that those acres come. And I've, and I've been talking about this for the last month. What a great time to be in agriculture. Okay. And again, you go back three years. You go back to 2020 and prior to that. We were reliant on a weather problem to have any chance at a profit whatsoever. In 2020, during the pandemic, we were reliant on market facilitation payments to make ends meet. And how refreshing is it now that we're able to just produce our, at our farms and get money from the marketplace rather than relying on the government for for those funds. I just feel in my 22 years of doing this, there's never been a greater time to be in U.S. agriculture than there is right now, and, and I couldn't be more excited about 2022. And that young man knows of what he speaks. There's not a farmer out there that wants a government check versus prices for the market. And again, Jill, you had a chance to talk to uh, him at a Compeer Financial meeting the other day. His name again and his affiliation? Jason Ward. And he's the market analyst from North Star Commodity. All right. and we'll Very be informative. Very educational. You bet he is. And uh, he knows his stuff, that's for sure. So thanks, Jason, for that update. And thanks, Jill, for doing that for us. And uh, of course, we'll hear from him as these markets go on. We're also going to hear from Morgan Right now in the newsroom, we're going to get the, uh, the news. You need a balloon? No, but I can tell you, you are the only person that's ever mixed flannel and a Hawaiian lay together in the same fashion statement, <laughs> my friend. Go. They're shooting at you. They you sure are. That is quite the look you have going I never on there. Thought of that. You know, and somebody gave me this shirt, and it's got white specks all over it, and I didn't pay any attention, and it's part of the fabric. Mm-hmm. 
But it looks like I've got dandruff. <laughs> I mean, my shirt's all full of white specks. No, that's uh, just a little snow from Wisconsin to take with you on the plane. All right? Uh, all the uh, way. That'll, that'll be all right, too, because yeah. it won't last long. That's for that's sure. That's for sure. What's going on? Well, you'll be leaving us on your 45th anniversary. So uh, instead of those news headlines today, which we'll have for you just after 6 with Alex Edwards and the Wax Morning Show, we are going to make you the news today, Bob. And on the 8th day... God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker. So God made a farmer. This iconic reading by Paul Harvey says it all. Nobody illustrates better the humble, steady, challenging, and rewarding life and work of our farmers. Now, over the years, the Midwest Farm Show has been dedicated to the very people that these words speak of. And this recording has been played frequently on the airwaves of wax. Today, the landscape of our agriculture industry continues to change, but the heart of a farmer remains the same, which must be why God, in his infinite wisdom, entrusted them to be caretakers. But even caretakers need a hand now and then, which is why the farmer looked around and said, I need a friend. So he found a farm broadcaster on his radio. The farmer said... I need somebody willing to get up with me before dawn, chat while I milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, and then keep me company while I go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board and then talk about that meeting the next morning on air. So... God made a farm broadcaster. I need somebody with a voice strong enough to wrestle me out of bed before the sun, yet gentle enough to meet my grandchild at the feed mill. Somebody to call hogs, tame cantankerous machinery, or even have a piece that uh, only works half the time and is named after him. Someone who can pretend that they are hungry for every single breakfast of June Dairy Month and be sure to tell the cooks in charge that it was the best one he's had. Then... Top it off with cornflakes and custard and to say he's looking forward to returning real soon and means it. So God made a farm broadcaster. The farmer said, I need somebody who can deliver the ups and downs of markets with a steady voice. Shape a future of hope from a day of despair. To stop and change a tire on the way home from an FFA meeting. Warn of rain clouds and suggest a head start on hay. Who can announce the yearly reminder to watch out for farm vehicles on the roads. Who in the Planting time and harvest season will finish his 40-hour week and then hit the road in the farm truck for meetings, fairs, dinners, and events around the Dairyland. And eventually wander off for multiple vacation tours and spend months in Hawaii. <clears throat> so God made a farm broadcaster. The farmer said, I need somebody strong enough to scare deer out of his own yard when they get after his garden and flowers, yet gentle enough to tame lambs at the barn during the fair season. It had to be somebody who could tell an Oli and Lena joke, talk with us while we plow deep and straight and not cut corners. Somebody to stand by us while we seed, weed, feed, breed, rake and disc and plow and plant and tie the fleece and strain the milk. Someone riding along with us as we replenish the self-feeder and finish a hard week's work with a five-mile drive to church. Somebody on our side who would grow to feel like a friend on the radio and then become more like family with the passing years. Someone who would laugh and then sigh with those smiling eyes when we all say that nobody does all that quite like Bob does. God needed a caretaker, so... So God made a farmer. And the farmer needed a friend. 
So thank God he made Bob Bosold, too. For 45 years on air and off, we thank our farm broadcaster. I'm Bob Bosold. Happy 45th, Bob. I I don't know what to say. (laughs) I mean, that just blows me away, Morgan. I I tell you, you and I joke all the time, but uh, I sincerely thank you for for that. That's, That's... if you thought that was something, I don't know what to say. look at the bag next to you. Alex brought you some homemade molasses cookies, oh. and they'll be good because I didn't bake them. My mom did. <laughs> oh man, I, I, I just, I love you. I, I just don't know what to say. We love you too, Bob. Thank you very much. All right, I expect that means I get a ticket with you now for Hawaii. Absolutely, on I'll get you there one way or another. That a boy. All right, Morgan. What a, I don't know. What a doll. What a doll. I really, truly have uh, no words to express my gratitude for what she just did. Well, let's go over to Mike Dandry. He'll bring us back to reality because uh, we've got weather to talk to with Mike, and it's going to change, huh, Mike? It is, but I could also go on about your 45th anniversary <laughs> if you'd like, Bob. No, no let's, <laughs> if you could come up with 45 degrees, then that would be fine, but uh, we're close. But that, and what we've got now is not going to stay that way. Yeah, I was going to say we're sort of close to that for now, but this is the closest we'll get uh, really for the duration. Well, uh, you know, today's starting off in the upper 30s, and we can't rule out any chances of a couple uh, drizzle, a little bit of flurries uh, throughout the mid-morning hours. But again, temperatures steadily falling, and winds will pick up too, occasionally gusting up to 30 miles per hour, and the temperatures will fall to about the upper teens by later on this evening. So right around dinner time, it's going to start to feel like it's below zero. It's setting up for a mostly cloudy evening, and then clouds start to clear out, and that'll open up the door for much colder temperatures, dipping to about negative 6 tonight. And when you factor in those winds, it'll feel as cold as almost 20 below. Tomorrow will be mostly sunny, but not really getting much relief. Temperatures only climbing to about the mid-single digits for the most part, and wind chills will still be about 10 to 15 degrees below zero. Tomorrow night, clouds will start to roll in, maybe a flake or two here and there. Otherwise, temperatures dipping back again to the mid-single digits on the wrong side of zero. Sunday will be a little warmer, but not by much. Sunny conditions, but temperatures just getting into about the low teens for the most part. And then mostly cloudy for your Sunday night, a little bit warmer. Temperatures holding steady around the upper single digits above zero, so that's kind of nice. Otherwise, right now, temperature in Eau Claire, 38 degrees, overcast skies. I'm Sky113 meteorologist Mike Dandria. So hang on, it's Wisconsin and she's changing. Yep, if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. (laughs) That's about right for today. Hey, thanks, Mike. Have a good weekend. You too, Bob. There he goes, Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13 as we have our weather on wax on a Friday morning. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of the Nam. Chippewa Valley Bean loves working with our area farmers, and they want to say thank you. And they also want to make 2022 a great year for you with a crop of dark red kidney beans. Kidney beans are a high-value crop with a great return on investment and a great addition to any rotation. Chippewa Valley Bean would like to work with you in 2022 to bring value to your operation with a crop of kidney beans. If you want to talk about what Chippewa Valley Bean can do for you, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930 or find them on the web at cvbean.com. That's cvbean.com. Wax 104.5, celebrating farm director Bob Bosold as the leader in Wisconsin farm broadcasting for 45 years. Bob, 45 years in broadcasting. I am honored to have the opportunity to work with you and for you to be my mentor in this journey that I've started. Thank you so much for doing all those interviews and supporting the farmers and getting the word of agriculture out there for everyone to hear. And this is Jill Welke. 
Congratulations, Bob, on 45 great years as Wisconsin's premier voice in agriculture on Wax 104.5. And again, thanks to everybody. It's, uh, it's, it is a great run. Not over yet. When was the first time uh, you were on the air with me doing an interview at the fair or livestock show or wherever? How old were you? Nine? Probably nine, ten. Yeah. Ten or twelve years ago. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> but again, thanks to everybody. Nineteen minutes before six o'clock. We've got more chores to do this morning. Let's get on with that. What about uh, some more news, organizations in the area? What's going on? All right. Compare Financial, serving farmers in rural America in Minnesota, Illinois, and Wisconsin, will soon be looking for a new leader. That's because the current chief operating officer, Rod Hebrink, has announced he will retire early next year. Hebrick took over as the leader of the organization when farm credit organizations, including Badgerland Financial and Eggstar Financial in our area, merged with other farm credit organizations a few years ago to form Compere. Hebrick's announcement comes just days after Compere announced they will be sending over $200 million in patronage refunds to members this year. And finally, the farm show season in our area will kick off next week with the Marshfield Mall Show on February 16th and 17th. Kristen and I will be over there, so come on over and belly up to the wax booth and see what we have to offer. Yeah, a lot of things on Farm Tech Days coming up in July, and uh, there'll be other things as well. And also on the schedule again this year is the annual Eau Claire Farm Show at the Menard Center on the west side of Eau Claire. That show will be March 1st and 2nd. Both shows feature free admission and free parking. Yeah, so come on out. They're back face-to-face. So the farm shows are back underway. And In fact, uh, not a farm show, but there will be a meeting today down in the uh, Alaska area. We've got the, one of our dairy co-ops having a meeting today. Yes, I'm going to head on down to Alaska to the Stony Creek Hotel and Convention Center for the Farm First Producer Discovery Workshops. The first one starts at 1.15, and then we're going to talk about federal orders and their history and their future. Yeah, a lot of things going on down there. Farm First Dairy Cooperative today down in Alaska. And again, if you missed it earlier, one of our top stories this morning, a change in the leadership at the Wisconsin Farmers Union. Rick Adamski of Seymour was elected as the new president of the Wisconsin Farmers Union during the group's annual Board of Directors reorganization meeting earlier this week. Now, Darren Von Ruden, of course, uh, dairy farmer down the Westby area, has been the president since back in 2010, and he was reelected to be on the board, but he has shifted his role now. He will also be the vice president of the Wisconsin Farmers Union. So again, Rick Adamski, now the president of the Wisconsin Farmers Union, and uh, Darren Von Ruden will shift roles, stay on the board, but be a vice president of the organization. 16 minutes now before 6 o'clock. We've got some markets to get to. We'll do that as we move along. 38 degrees right now, but again, the weather's going to be changing. Winds are going to pick up. It's going to blow in some uh, cold Arctic air, and overnight, uh, it'll be below zero. It'll be about, wow, 38 now. It'll be 6 or 7 below tomorrow. That's, you know, we're looking at 45, 50 degrees difference by tomorrow morning. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 38 degrees and quarter to six. Let's hear what Jim Lindsay had to say about his Thursday sale from Equity El Tuna. 
Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.15 to $1.35. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.05 to $1.30. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.15 to $1.24. Choice Holstein steers, $1.05 to $1.14. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.04 and down. Top 20% of the cull cows sold from 67 to 77. We did top at 83 and a half. 60% of the cows sold from 52 to 66. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 51 and down. Organic market from Tuesday. 80% of the organic cows sold from 80 to a dollar. The bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 79 and down. Cull bulls sold from 65 to 90. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to $150 per head. Light and pork quality calves sold from $50 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $100 to $235 per head. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which was held here on Friday, February 4th. Three to six hundred pound beef steers, a dollar twenty to a dollar eighty four. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, a dollar fifteen to a dollar fifty four. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar fifteen to a dollar sixty. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar ten to a dollar forty nine. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, eighty to a dollar eleven. And six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, seventy five to a dollar ten. We are now selling organic cattle on Tuesdays at the Altoona Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, February 18th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to our upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again, don't forget, that's the Marshfield Farm Show next week over at the mall in Marshfield, the 16th and the 17th. Let's go to more markets, wrap up the week over at Equity Stratford. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. You going to get over to the mall at all, Jerry, next week? Well, Bob, and a good morning to you. Uh, it kind of depends upon, I think the main thing will be depending upon the weather. Yeah, well, it's going to be stuff. decent by that time. It's going to be... Back in the 20s, maybe 30s by Wednesday and Thursday. Well, that'll be good because it's nice this morning. Uh, Folks, if you got the time, uh, I was out before. I didn't get a lot of snow, maybe two, two and a half inches or something. It's very heavy and wet snow, but it's nice, 34 degrees. It's, you know, it's pretty nice out now. Yeah, it really is nice. It really is. And, you know, people have been congratulating me for 45 years here. And I said earlier when you made some nice comments... Jerry's been over there longer. When did you start at the Stratford Sale Barn? Uh, That was back in 1970. Oh, man. (laughs) 52 years. Wow. Unbelievable. But that's that's a good thing. And uh, we appreciate uh, your efforts over the years, too, helping farmers with their marketing of their livestock. That that doesn't go unnoticed. Well, let's put you, keep you working here. What's the week been like over at Stratford? All right, Bob, we'll do that. I thank you again. A very good morning to everyone. From yesterday, Thursday, and this past week here at Stratford, uh, we, a nice advance on the cow market this week. Very strong market on the close yesterday also. Higher yielding cows on yesterday's auction selling from 70 to 80. Top this week in the cow market at 84 and a half. Uh, most of the cows this week selling between 50 and 69. The only cows below 50 are your thinner cows, your lighter carcass cows, doubtful health cows. On the bull market, also a little stronger this week. Better quality bulls selling mostly from 82 to a dollar. 102 lighter bulls below 75. 
Red cattle also strong this week. Choice breeding Holstein steers selling mostly from a dollar five to a dollar fifteen. High yielding choice strictly prime Holsteins from one fifteen to one twenty seven. Selecting cattle those are below a dollar. The calf market good quality Holstein bull calves on the close yesterday mostly from eighty five to ninety. Uh, we did see bull calves earlier in the week on Monday's auction uh, up to $200 and a little higher up to 210 top. Heifer calves, very limited demand, 25 and below. Quality beef calves in yesterday's auction from 150 to 260 And again on Monday's auction, a lot of these beef calves over the $300 money. And as we close the week, we're going to take a look at next week here at Equity Stratford. Full marketing week on tap again. Next uh, hay sale will be next Tuesday. We do have uh, small squares already consigned for that hay sale. Next dairy cattle sale next Tuesday. And, uh, next feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday. And do keep in mind, of course, we do sell organic market cows every Tuesday. And we certainly invite you folks to take a look at our website at Quick Co-op. Click on the Stratford page. A lot of information from the special sales coming up here in March for dairy cattle and uh, bread beef cow sales. So take a look at that. And, uh, you know, Bob, I was just thinking, uh, folks that uh, you and I have contact with over the years, I know uh, I had a great opportunity to meet Orion Samuelson a few years ago, several years ago, and uh, worked with uh, Wes Leonard for many, many years, and uh, your name is right up there with those guys. So it's a, just a, a great honor, and so we congratulate you. Yeah, great. Uh, I mean, we worked with so many great uh, farm broadcasters of uh, know Orion well, and Orion is... Uh now pretty much retired, uh, living in Illinois and Arizona, a good friend, and of course a, a great, great representative of Wisconsin, Orion, and just, uh, just uh, so strong in agriculture. And Les Leonard and, uh, and Bob Meyer worked with uh, with Les before. Uh, he's younger than I am, and he retired now. He's a wuss, isn't he? But anyway. I, I think, <laughs> I to talk, uh, of course, uh, talking about Bob Meyer many years ago. Uh, we did live reports on his yeah, station, oh, of course, yeah. and uh, Bob is isn't he working at a bank? Somewhere, no, I he think? retired from that too. So he, he did well. Oh, he's, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just a little bit younger than you and I, I think. But uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, What's the matter with this next generation? They don't know how to work, Jerry. You hear that all the time, huh? Hey, I appreciate it. Uh, you being uh, around with me for so many years, and uh, we'll talk to you later on. Thank you, Jerry. You're welcome, Bob. And you have a good trip and. Uh, and uh, just uh, did got a little champagne there for you this morning too, or no? I got something better than that. I got a glass of milk. There you go. Uh, that's so what I'm we drinking milk have. this morning, and I'm enjoying every drop of it. Do you have a good one, Jerry? Bob, thank you very much. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald, good friend for so many years here on Wax. More coming up. We're not done yet. Wax 104.5, celebrating farm director Bob Bosold as the leader in Wisconsin farm broadcasting for 45 years. Congratulations, Bob, on 45 years. A few years back, I always recall hearing you on the Noon Farm Report, and it just takes me back to my childhood when I hear your voice now. So best of luck to you. This is Jody Feedy, and I work over at Compere Financial. Congratulations, Bob, on 45 great years as Wisconsin's premier voice in agriculture on Wax 104.5. I got to share a story with you. Jody talked about being a kid listening. And, of course, Jill, you know now about what we do on the weekends with the 4-H kids. And I'll never forget, I was down in Augusta doing a 4-H program. 
and uh, we were going to do it, and there was a little gal there about 9 or 10 years old, and she said, oh, before we start, Mr. Bosold, my grandma said I should say hi to you. And I said, oh, that's nice. Who's your grandma? And she told me her name, and I said, geez, I don't recognize that name. And she said, well, that's her married name. She didn't think you'd recognize it, but she wanted to say hi because you interviewed her when she was in 4-H. I'm thinking, a grandma? I'm inter- I said, when I get to great-grandmas, then I'm going to retire. But grandmas I can handle, but the, the great-grandma thing, well, that might be a little bit different. But it's uh, it's been so much fun to, like I said, over the years, I've had a chance to talk to everybody from first-year 4-H members to presidents of the United States and everybody in between, and it's just been, it is an ongoing great ride, and I thank everybody that's been a part of it, whether you're just a listener, we talk to so many people at June Dairy Breakfast, at the farm shows, and every place else, and I look to talking to a, a whole lot more people before my run ends here. All right, let's get to business. So a big day yesterday early, and then a sell-off on the Board of Trade, and overnight, March corn rebounded two cents at 644. The oats at 754 this morning. Wheat at 772 yesterday morning, over $8. Soybeans up eight overnight at 1582, and again, the beans were over $16 yesterday morning, but still... Some pretty nice prices. Soybean meal up two ninety a ton at four fifty six ninety. Country elevator prices. A Doomer's Doomer's grain in Buck Country is at five eighty five and fifteen nineteen. Wheat and grain Chippewa Falls location is five ninety one and fifteen fourteen. And Connorsville is five ninety one and fifteen eleven. And on our DTN screen, Golden Plump Corn five eighty four today at the elevators at Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, and Fall Creek. 585 and the soybeans at Baldwin, Durand, and Elmwood at 1514, Mondovi 1509, Fall Creek 1504. Corn at Osseo 595, the beans at 1514, out at Elk Mound, corn 590, beans at 1510, Sparta 597 and 1512, and at Ellsworth 575 with the beans at 1499. Ethanol plants, corn 604 at Boyceville, Stanley 596, New Richmond 585. Cheese unchanged, one eighty-five and three quarters on the barrels. Blocks a dollar ninety a pound. Butter up four and a half at two fifty-seven and three quarters. February class three up eight at twenty seventy-four. March up seven at twenty-two eleven. April up four at twenty-two fifty-five. May down a penny at twenty-two nineteen. June up three at twenty-two ten. So again, thanks everybody. We'll be taking off on Monday morning for our farm tour to Hawaii. But then. Uh, We'll be back, and again, don't forget that farm show in Marshfield. And, Jill, thank you for all your efforts of uh, what this studio is unbelievable, full of balloons and glasses of milk and uh, you name it. Uh, so I thank you for doing that. You, you are must welcome. be about out of wind after blowing up a couple hundred balloons. Well, I'm, I'm pretty tough. Well, I'm pretty I tough. I had that. to enlist some help, but we got, we got it all done. That's the main thing. Get her done, as the cable guy says. Hey, get her done. Weather-wise, chores this morning. It's nice. Nice and warm in the 30s, but uh, the wind's going to be blowing in some cold air by chores this evening. It's going to be colder, but uh, enjoy it. We'll get through it. Wax 104.5.